What is it that you are preparing for right now at this time in your life? There's a lot of things that could be on that list, but chances are getting your affairs in order are probably not on the list, hey? Sometimes it can be really hard for any of us to even think about uh, that point at our lives in which we, uh, we pass away, we die. And it can be hard to have those conversations with loved ones about what they would like, what their final wishes are, um, what plans they have in place. And yet, it's what Jesus is doing yet again in our story that we just heard from Dave. And we have a little time in these weeks after Easter to go back in John's gospel and to hear from all of these high points in Jesus's life. And so the last couple of weeks now, we've had some time to just dwell with Jesus the night before he died the night that he gathered around the table with his disciples, and most of all, the night that he sought to prepare his disciples for what was to come, for that time in which he wasn't going to be right by their side, helping them and explaining things to them and giving them encouragement and helping, to under, helping them to understand everything. They were eventually going to have to do it on their own. And it would be hard. They would have a lot to face and to endure and experience. And it was going to leave them confused and sad and grieving and feeling guilty and um, feeling all kinds of emotions. And yet, in these four or three chapters, chapters 14 through 17 in John's Gospel, Jesus kind of slows down from all that he's been doing and all that he's been teaching to spend some time with them, to try and prepare them. And in so doing, prepares us too for the things in our lives that we face and experience each and every day. And it's kind of amazing that as he begins, he starts out by telling them to not be afraid, to not let their hearts be troubled, but to believe in God, to believe in Jesus, as, as if that can always be our starting point. That when we are starting to feel afraid and worried and anxious and we don't know what to do with all of that, to immediately look to God and to put all of those fears and emotions into God's hands and then to trust that even when it feels like we are alone we're really not the other the other really really big thing that Jesus talks about that night is love and he starts out by talking about how we have been loved by him how God's love for us has been what Jesus has shared with us. And that when we remember that, and when we live into that, it's what helps us to be able to love the people around us. 
always easier said, always easier thought about than it is to bring it all into reality. But it is always a part of our life's work to know that we are loved and to share love with others. You probably heard me say more than once that our work is life and death work. And sometimes people think that sounds kind of dramatic and it sounds sort of like distant for anyone who maybe doesn't work in a funeral business or doesn't work in a hospital or, you know, doesn't work in a church that has births and deaths from time to time. But I think all of us have life and death work to do in our lives. Because you know that life and death isn't always just the physical act of being born, of having life. And death isn't always just the physical process of dying. Life and death are also topics to describe so many other things in our lives. To be a person who celebrates life, who works for life, and who works toward helping others to be filled with life also means being a person that's able to, to tap into great joy, that's able to tap into what happens when energy and encouragement and excitement and um, optimism and hope are able to be lifted up for others to see and for others to feel and experience. It creates life within them. It creates possibility and opportunity and potential, and it helps them to have the perspective that just maybe there is something new right in store for them, right in front of them that they can be a part of and that most of all that they can experience and that it will be what shapes who they are and their way ahead. That's life. And then of course, you know, there's so much death around us too. And sometimes we don't always see it because we're so used to it. We see it wherever we look. It's the negativity. It's the fighting and the judging and um, sometimes the competition of trying to be the best, of thinking that we have to have it all ourselves, that we have to have it figured out all by ourselves, that prevents us from being able to see how we are connected, to see how we can give and receive gifts and that prevents us from recognizing that we can be good at something without having the people around us to be bad at everything too. To recognize that we don't have to be a part of causing dying to happen within the people around us. 
it's really hard not to walk down that path. Because sometimes our minds start to go toward this all or nothing sort of mentality. And if we try to figure out something for ourselves, if we try to experience what it means to have life, then it must mean that someone else, somewhere else, has to experience death. Instead of life abounding everywhere. And anything that is not good, not healthy, that doesn't produce good things, maybe those are things that can die. Things that, that don't help one another be who they are, be who God created them to be. If you were to try and prepare those around you for that time in which you would no longer be with them, what would you say? What would you do? Would you avoid it and just keep on living to the fullest every day, the best that you were able? Or would you try to make sure that they knew something, understood something, had a chance to ask questions or talk with you? Or um, would you try to give them pieces of advice that you had learned over yours? Sometimes those can be hard questions to think about ourselves. And we never want to be in that position, especially too soon in our lives when we ourselves might not be prepared but it might be good for us to give some thought to this day as we just spend a little time with Jesus, whose death came really early in his life too. And yet from John's gospel, we see that he was so intentional about what was to happen. He didn't run from it. He didn't turn away from it, try to stop it. But it was as if he knew something was going to be different because of his death. And so it was very purposeful. And so even this last meal with his disciples was one of intention and purpose filled with his love for his disciples, trying to make sure that they had every last thing he could possibly give to them before the next day came that they knew his love, that they experienced it as they received it around the table. And then the very last thing that he does is he says he will give all of them, all of us, his spirit, the Holy Spirit, who will speak on our behalf, who will lead us and guide us and help teach us and remind us of all of these things that Jesus has taught. So that wherever we are, whatever we face, it's the spirit that we can draw strength from. And then one last thing. He leaves us with the gift of his peace. And it's one of those words that has so many layers and layers of meaning to it. 
And I think sometimes in our lives, there's so many things going on that we think of that word in a very surface level way. What would it look like for me to have peace and quiet in my life? What would it look like to have peace in this relationship, to not be in the midst of arguing and struggle? What would it look like for us to have peace in our world? And all of those different ways about thinking about peace are still so very small and so very narrow and limited. And at the time, there was this idea of Pax Romana, that there would be this peace among nations, this, this um, pause of fighting and warring of one another, that this time of peace would reign and a great leader would rule. And Jesus, of course, takes it way further than even such an idea as that. And this peace isn't just surface level. It's not just for one person. It's not just for a community. It's not just even for the world, but it's for all of creation. For every single thing that lives and has breath. To be able to experience this sort of peace that allows you to not be afraid because you have this deep trust that you're not alone, even in the midst of whatever lies ahead. To have this deep peace that you're never gonna be lost or forgotten or alone or forsaken. You're never gonna be unloved because you've already experienced how loved you are how valued you are, and how you belong to the body of Christ you're connected to. And all of that sort of washes over you in such an amazing way that you certainly can't create on your own. You can't buy it no outside authority from the government can ever provide it for you. It is only from Christ himself. And sometimes I wish we could bottle it as if we could drink it like water when we most need it, when we most need to be filled with it and reminded of it, that it could just like wash over us and calm any anxiety that we have. And maybe that can be, but we have to, we have to think about it and we have to feel it deep within us. We have to claim it when we most need it. And maybe that happens by saying those words that Jesus says to us, my peace, I give to you. That first Easter evening as he appeared among the disciples, peace to you. I give you peace. Maybe those are the words that we can hear Jesus speaking to us and our spirits this day so that we also can be people who have peace on our lips for those around us.
so that we also remember who we are, how loved we are, and that can be what we seek to share again and again and again, so that we can be people who know what our purpose and our mission is. It is to be people who are filled with the life that Jesus makes possible and people who seek to make sure that others receive and experience the fullness of that life here and now and the one yet to come. Whenever the time comes. And so for this day, how can you be prepared? Two things. You are loved. Love one another. And Christ's peace, may it be with you always. Amen.